Thanks so much. Um, my name is Joanne, and I am a member of multiple programs, uh, including adult children of alcoholics and dysfunctional families. And, um, you know, I, I've been in program for uh, over 26 years. And so, of course, I've heard of ACA before. It's the adult children of alcoholics. My parents are not alcoholic. Um, my, own, my father's uncles were alcoholic. There's a lot of mental illness on my mother's side. I certainly didn't have a great childhood, but my parents aren't alcoholics, so I didn't qualify. And that, you know, that question was answered. So, you know, 20 years later, <laughs> um, I, I heard it was uh, alcoholics and dysfunctional families. I'm like, I qualify. I absolutely, I get to come. And actually the first time I went to um, an ACA meeting, I was taking a friend whose father and mother were alcoholics and uh, I was there to support her. And I was overwhelmed by the amount of identification that I had. I couldn't believe that they wrote down all of my character traits in the laundry list. Um, and I was amazed that there were other people who felt like me. And like I said, I've been in program a long time. So I had lots of opportunity and lots of different ways, you know, to find my people. And I did, you know, and it's saved my life over and over again. But I always felt a little bit off, right? Uh, or if I'm honest, I'm, I felt like I was just a weirdo. And so, um, you know, I would, I've done the steps many, many times. Um, I've taken people through the steps, you know, 10 times more. Um, and the idea was that I would forgive my parents. You know, I'd write out my resentment and see what my part was. And I would forgive them and I would make amends to them. And my amends was to call my mother, like actually be in touch with her. Cause that's the thing that upset her the most was that I wasn't talking to her on a regular basis. Um, and that I wasn't calling her and I would, and then I'd have to stop because I couldn't. Um, when I um, engage with my family in an unhealthy way, it hurts me and harms me. Um, and I'm unable to further engage with them for weeks or months. Um, and so I, I can count my, the many ways that I've bottomed out um, to get to ACA. But, you know, when my stepfather died in 2017, we went down um, to my mother's to, she was in Southern Florida and I was there with, you know, my brother and my sister from that mother. I'm, I'm one of eight, it's completely blended family. And, um, and I was so angry. Uh, and I cleaned out her refrigerator, 100%, like took everything out, washed it, threw things away that were expired and put it back and reprimanded her the entire time. And when she wanted to get shoes, I said to her, you're an old lady. Uh, nobody's going to be looking at your shoes. Okay. So we're not going anywhere. Nobody's driving you to the mall to get you shoes. Um, and when she said that, you know, she was strong and that's why she didn't cry. I said, you're not strong. You don't, uh, you're not processing your feelings. You're not having feelings, right? You're just out of touch with your feelings. It's not healthy. It's unhealthy, actually. And that's what I said to my mother at her husband's funeral. Um, so uh, it did not get better from there. 
Um, and even though I had done the work to forgive, um, the amount of fear that I had, you know, I, I moved to New York and she was in town. And so I did agree eventually to have her spend an afternoon with me. I wouldn't do it without my brother. And, you know, finally got my brother for the 45 minutes that I was alone with her in my apartment. I was physically unable to stop shaking because I was so afraid as if I was still six and she was still beating me. Um, but, you know, that's, that's the biggest example, you know, certainly, you know, I have many more examples, but I want to, um, read the, the, um, part of the red book that has been most helpful to me. Um, I, I have a sponsor or NFL traveler and we've gone through the yellow book. We're continuing to read the red book, which it's really helpful to read it with someone else. Um, and you know, when we started working together, we said, you know, an hour a week, we can meet and we can read together. And I always said that I would, you know, do homework, you know, before I got back to her, I would read something on my own. I never did in the last year and a half. I haven't done that ever. Actually. Um, I only read and work on it when I'm talking to her because that's what I could do. So on page 29, uh, in chapter two, uh, and this is, you know, part of first step verbal and emotional abuse. So I'll, I won't read every word. I'll, I'll focus on the, the parts that I've highlighted, but I'm going to read most of it. Verbal and emotional abuse can be just as damaging as physical abuse, even though there are no visible bruises. The body is badly bruised on the inside. We've been called vulgar names and labeled wrongly. We've been judged as inferior or unintelligent. We've been called no good. Many emotionally abusive parents believe they are disciplining their children with loving instruction. But in reality, they are undercutting the child's sense of worth while the parent seeks to build respect and honesty within the child, the child can feel like a failure. Many dysfunctional parents use perfectionistic remarks disguised as support to urge a child to do better. For example, comments of perfectionism sound like support, but the child never seems to meet the parent's expectations. This parental behavior is neglectful. The neglect involves the withholding of true praise when the child does not meet expectations. Without true praise, the child or teen does not feel valued and safe. The child feels uh, they must prove or do well, must perform or do well to earn a parent's love. Some neglectful parents will use silence to cover up their hurtful behavior. In some cases, the parent avoids talking to the child uh, for several days following a family disagreement. Feeling abandoned, the child will apologize even if the parent was clearly hurtful during the argument. This means the parent was clearly wrong but the child is coerced through silence to apologize. Adults subjected to this kind of treatment often have difficulty understanding how the verbal abuse and emotional abuse affected them as children and teens. They wonder if they're making a big deal out of nothing, but their addiction, codependence, or many forms of fear are evidence that something occurred before adulthood. They were not born to be addicts or codependents. They had help. Um, the next thing I'll read is in the middle of 31 to this, we, uh, you know, but still a skeptic of the effects of verbal and emotional abuse might say these categories of abuse described by ACI are so general that anyone could qualify as being abused or neglected. It seems like you're saying that anyone who's ever disciplined or corrected 
uh, was ever disciplined or corrected by a parent can turn out to be an addict or another addictive type. No parent is perfect. You can't expect a person to escape childhood without some moments of doubt or fear that are brought by a caring parent uh, who is only human. To this we say a caring parent always raises a caring child and adult. A dysfunctional parent always raises a dysfunctional child and adult. There is no gray area here in our experience. And uh, the last thing I'll read is on page 33. If some still doubt a connection between childhood events and adult behavior, then why do we identify with the majority of the laundry list traits? Why do we fear authority figures and remain in unloving relationships when others would leave? Why do we judge ourselves harshly? Why the difficulty identifying feelings or separating our emotions from those of another? Why can't we muster the resolve needed to lay down the drugs or other problematic behaviors without switching to another destructive behavior? Um, so this has been so helpful to me because, um, you know, I got sober in my mid-20s. Before that, I, I was in therapy. And probably in my third session, the you know, therapist said that, well, what you're describing is abuse. No, you don't, you don't understand Haitian parents. You don't understand Pentecostal parents, okay? That's not what's happening. Abuse is you get hit by a hanger or, okay, fine. I was hit by a hanger, but not that much, you know, um, and uh, various other things. And, you know, in here it says it's subtle and neglect and um, not giving... Uh, appropriate praise or love or attention is abusive. And me being the skeptics, uh, you know, I, I literally had this conversation, like these categories are so general, anybody, this could be anybody, right? Everybody's had something. And what it really says is, uh, if you turned out this way, then it's because of that, right? Five minutes. Thank you. Um, if, uh, if you have the, the, laundry list traits, if you, you can't have a, a healthy relationship, if you stay in relationships that are also abusive, you know, very similarly to the way that your parents have abused you, um, if you're afraid of authority figures and can't talk, you can talk to clients and you can talk to literally thousands of people in a conference, no problem, but you can't talk to your boss, you might have, you, you might be an ACA, you know? Um, and until the, I read this and did the work with my um, ACA sponsor, I didn't have an emotional connection to the abuse. And that's what I needed to be able to experience it and um, move through it because it was always stuck in a box as a thing that happened that was not in my control. And yes, in theory, it wasn't my fault, but you know, I forgave my parents, so I'm done. And I'm so grateful that I don't have to be done because I think I forgave my parents um, and that I can be in a loving, happy relationship. I can express my true feelings. I can talk about what I want and what I need. I can walk away from situations that don't serve me anymore. Um, and if that's all possible, then I'm willing to be an adult child of alcoholics and dysfunctional families. You know, 
sometimes I still think it wasn't that bad. It couldn't have been that bad. Um, and then I take out, you know, something from a, a parenting, self-parenting workshop where it has a list of what loving parents do. And I remember how much of that I did not have in my childhood and imagine how much of that my parents didn't have in their childhoods and how there was no other way it was going to turn out. Um, and so I really love this, you know, uh, this last uh, paragraph that I read, which is, you know, if you've got the stuff, if you're, you know, if, you, if your life is unmanageable in this way, if you're this fucked up, you know, maybe you have a problem and maybe it's this. And if this works, if doing this work actually helps you get better, right, then maybe the abuse was that bad. And so I just want to say to anyone who's new to this, um, and especially to the folks who've done lots of work in other programs and somehow ended up here, um, you know, there's hope. Uh, you know, and just because you quote unquote forgave them and you understand your part doesn't mean that you're done. It doesn't mean you can't heal. It also doesn't mean that I have to talk to my mother, <laughs> you know, but I will say that, um, you know, my mother and my father who are divorced and have been divorced for over 40 years, both got COVID the same weekend. Weird. Um, they're both vaccinated. And, you know, I immediately talked to my father and, and had a bunch of interactions with him about it and encouraged him to the doctor to get a test just in case, even if he thinks he doesn't have it and want to have it on blah, 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 blah. My normal trying to control his behavior. Um, thank you. Um, and with my mother, I'll wrap it up with this. With my mother, I, I talked to my brother who lives with her, but it took me several days to call her. But when I called her, I didn't tell her what to do. I didn't tell her she was wrong. I really just asked her how she was doing, how she was feeling, and encouraged her um, in continuing to pursue the, you know, folkloric remedies that she was, as long as she was getting also, you know, Western medicine. I could not have done that two years ago. That was not possible two years ago. So I'm very, very grateful to be here with you. Thanks.